By speaking with local creators, artists, and business professionals, Papercut aims to cut deep and demystify the Winnipeg creative industry with hometown heroes and hidden gems. Brought to you by the West End Cultural Center, the best place for over 30 years to see live music in Winnipeg. Welcome to Paper Cup Podcast. My name is Jared Gocha. I'm Olivia Michaelchuk, and we're here with Adrian Schrader. Tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Uh, my name's Adrian Schrader. I have played music for a long time. Um, How long's a long time? Years. Since, since I was 13, and I'm turning 28 on Sunday. Congratulations. Oh, this will be out you. after uh, your birthday, so. On the 24th of November. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so this is yeah. a pre-birthday... Sagittarius. Ooh. I've been told. I don't. I don't know any of that you, stuff. You're not. You no. know who you're compatible with? No, I don't. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's. That that's might explain time. a lot of stuff. Actually, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd like to find yeah. out. So uh, at 13, how did you get your start? Uh, I started. Well, okay. My one of my cousins bought me drumsticks when I was like four years old, and I proceeded to beat the absolute crap out of my parents' house. Um, so I <laughs> those got hidden. Uh, <laughs> Which is smart. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got a drum set when I was 13 years old and started playing drums, you know, downloading videos of, you know, Slipknot drum solo, you know, stuff like that and trying to figure out how to play. So were you like doing any classes or, like, band in school? So, yeah, I I played, actually, clarinet and bass clarinet in band class until like grade nine. And, and then, then I, obvious transition. Yeah. And then, yeah, <laughs> obvious transition from the bass clarinet uh, to drums in jazz band. And then I, I really liked playing in jazz band. I had a really great teacher at my school. Uh, I went to a Christian private school, so you might not think that with all the Mennonites there that we had a very good jazz program, but we actually did. So it was actually a lot of fun. I liked playing the bass drum in concert band because you got to hit it with like this big fluffy stick mm-hmm. <laughs> hated playing some other instruments like timpani but yeah yeah i have a question quickly yes. about the big fluffy stick yeah do you trim do you trim them or like take that fluff off i can't stand when someone's playing one of those sticks with fluff coming off uh of it. yeah okay so currently i'll, like, I'll does use it make it sound better like i don't know why people do that it drives so me nuts it just like people will use like like you're playing like a rock band or whatever like a jazz band you'll use like your mallets for like cymbal washes mm-hmm. and lots of people use timpani mallets for cymbal washes which are the fluffy ones that's exactly what i what use instead of about. a yarn mallet so the yarn mallets actually kind of are better but lots of people just have like brand new timpani mallets because you had to buy them in school and you never really use them so the cymbals chew them up more and yes i i trim mine because I have the same issue. I was okay. like, I want it to look good, but then it like starts to like actually kind of be worse because you're losing material. But it doesn't really matter because you're playing at a bar and no one cares. I care. Yeah, well, you care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Aesthetically, lot, you care. The sound, it doesn't really matter. Okay. <laughs> so we, uh, while we're on this, actually, we never really ask a, the drummers we speak to about their kits. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, talk to us about your gear. Uh, <laughs> I used to have good stuff and then... I it all got broken because I was either touring or like I played in lots of like hardcore punk bands and like some like metal bands and stuff. So you like had that. to naturally kick your stuff. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I played with like <laughs> true like, like my my setup for a while. I would use like three ride cymbals. I wouldn't use any crashes, which are like heavier. And what's I the would, difference between a ride? And a so a ride will just have like usually a bigger bell. It's a heavier cymbal. It's bigger in like actual circumference. Um, 
but there's a lot of like variation between them. Some are like really dry, some are really like wet, some are bright and dark. So if you use a bunch of different ones, like no one can really tell, but I was just using them because I would break crash symbols so frequently because they're a bit smaller. And then eventually I just had nothing, (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of where I'm currently at. But I have a, my parents bought me like a newer drum set when I was 16 for my 16th birthday as a Pearl Vision set. And I've kind of used that as my base kit for like a long time and now I have like I have three different kick drums that I like to use kind of for different stuff if I'm recording I've got like an old 90s weird kind of like beginner kit but it's got a shallow kick drum so I like that for like playing in like I play in a band named Odd Outfit I play drums in and I use that shallower kick drum for Odd Outfit because it's a bit quicker and pokier not so boomy yeah that's pretty that's it (laughs) we kind of hijacked his story a little bit I'll just ramble forever. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) We were kind of talking about uh, moving from bass clarinet to percussion. (laughs) Um, And then I got fixated on furry mallets. No, fair enough. Uh, Yeah, so I just uh, really kind of fell in love with, like, the... Like, I don't really like swing or, like, big band jazz, but I, I liked the more, like, hard bop and, like, more creative stuff that kind of had more of, like, a... I guess, like, socially charged, politically charged message, stuff like that. And uh, and then, like, like electric Miles Davis, like, Herbie Hancock, Headhunter stuff, like, more, like, funk and stuff. And, like, th- well, the drummer of the Headhunters, Mike Clark, is probably my favorite drummer. And a lot of his stuff is, like, in my opinion, kind of permeated into, like, hip-hop and, like, people that use, like, a live band like hip hop drummer like Chris Dave who does like he plays in D'Angelo and stuff like that um he he's a really awesome example of like Mike Clark's style of like it's called like linear funk drums uh mixed with like a more like classic breakbeat style I think it's really interesting yeah so so you're gonna sorry that, no, that's the end of the, my oh. story. <laughs> Sorry. Ready to keep it yeah, no. <laughs> you can just keep on saying the end like, yeah. when you're done that thought. Because yeah. you just yeah. said yeah. you're a rambler, and now we're yeah. like waiting for you to keep going. I'm trying to do this thing where we give you the space to answer, yeah. and then it just like becomes a story. <laughs> yeah. So um, you're involved with a few bands. Which was the first, and how did you grow to be... What was my first band? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Okay, my first band was when I immediately like, started playing music, so it was, like, very bad. Like, no one wants to hear their 13-year-old band. It was, like, (laughs) like, kind of some 41, kind of, like, Slipknot, kind of, like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It was good, but it was, like, not, we we weren't good enough to do either of those things, so it was just, like, a bad (laughs) in-between thing. There's a a big scale of Yeah, it was really, it was really rough. (laughs) Uh, Probably. I have... Maybe it wasn't, honestly. Do you still have the recordings? That's. I was just thinking about that. I don't have a CD player, but I... There's a CD of it? I have a CD, I think, of just drums and guitar scratch track, which is probably enough to make me just, like, 
cringe. And <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I wonder if that's in, in my house. And or, what were they called? My parents' house. You called Shadow Shadows of Innocence. <laughs> oh, oh no! Yeah. Nice. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Was there inspiration behind the name? Like I don't know. I didn't name it. That sounds yeah. like a very like that's a deep that's name a for dark, thirteen. Yeah, yeah for exactly. thirteen. Yeah, like, yeah it's just kids. gotten Shadows yeah. of Innocence. It's just gotten darker from there. On. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then, what was the next step? Yeah, let's talk. Shadows okay, of so innocence. so I played in. Um, a bunch of like kind of like metal bands uh, where I met the majority of my like current friends that I play with um, so uh, that was in a band called In Arms and then I played in like six bands simultaneously later on when I was like 17 to like 20 something um, and they were uh, ill-fated, still fighting, stillbirth, hostile life, and I can't remember if there's more. But yeah, so I played drums in all of those bands at the same time. So there's a show where I played every set. W- would you? There was wait, still life, still fighting, still fighting, and stillbirth. stillbirth are not the same band. Would you show up to one gig thinking it was the other? Cause the, no, the still? well, I would. I would too. Yeah, it wouldn't really matter <laughs> I because my like music for all like, of them. Just in the, case, <laughs> the scene was very DIY. There was like there was a lot of people involved, but it was like the same people. So like I played in a band with like more or less the same like twenty, maybe fifteen people. Okay. And then there were like other bands that I didn't play in, obviously, because that'd be insane to play in every. But like there's like uh, it is. Too much to play in every band. It is too you much. You can't to play. Yeah. do that anymore. Yeah. Which and is like, why especially when all the bands like want to tour. Yeah. So wow. like, I played a tour. Like, two of my bands just went on tour together because it's just easier. Mm-hmm. Nice. So yeah. It, yeah. So that was fun. So yeah. So How big was that like, tour? Was that your uh, first time? Touring? No. Okay. So my first time on tour, I was I was sixteen. We went to like Edmonton, Calgary, like Saskatchewan, and back. The and Western then, Canada tour, Canada, yeah, can, yeah, the Western Canada yeah. tour, yeah. Those dang mountains are in the way, so it's hard to get over them. Um, and then we took time off school in my grade twelve year to tour about like this time, in like two thousand eight. We took time off what? school to go. How did and, all of your parents approve of that? Yeah. I have no idea. That would have been yeah. the coo- you would have been the coolest kids. Like we I took time off school again, like. My friend Nick and I went to the same school, like, Christian school, so we were just, like, weird kids. Like, we were just, like, weirdos, but, like, yeah, it was fine. Like, our school is very small, like, only, like, 300 kids, maybe. Damn, so so you have to study for, like, midterms or something while you're on the road? We said that we would, but we definitely didn't. Like, yeah, I was in grade 12. Our singer was in grade 10. Wow. So he... Where did you play then? uh, We went to Kelowna and back. But like, what venues? Oh, would so allow, like, like in that in that scene, most places are like all ages shows. So like, oh at, cool. Like we definitely played bars. <laughs> Shouldn't have been, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, that's how it goes. But like, yeah, community centers, like halls and stuff like that. So. I I heard yeah. an interesting story uh, once. I think it was the revival actually, where they were all eighteen, but their singer was seventeen. So the band got to be in the bar, but the yeah. singer had to sing from the restaurant side. Oh, re- oh, that's oh funny. yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah, which yeah. is like yeah. so silly. Usually, people would just be like. Okay, that member's underage. Like, if the lights go on, get that member out of here as right. fast as possible. Like, well, even yeah. that happened, like, like recently, like, with Brett. 
like Tizon. Yeah. When we were playing in Pain Cave, he was only seventeen playing at the Rosenby. Oh yeah. Oh. So so he would be like right. He'd be playing drums. Like if the lights go on, you leave out that back door. No questions <laughs> asked. Like mid song. Wow. Wow. It's like yeah, been here before. Like I've done. The, I know the drill. Like <laughs> I used to be that guy. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. So, yeah. So yeah. Now I don't. Hang out with any children <laughs> anymore. <laughs> bit too old. I mean, Not weird. since being a yeah. child. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, so those all ages shows was there a lot in Winnipeg as well? Like, what is that all ages show so, seem so, like? So yeah, it was like a. There was a place called War on Music, which was a record store right. that was beside the Mondragon, which is gone on Albert. It was in the basement of what the coffee shop, the Fix. I think now it's Cordova. Yeah. Cordova, yeah. yeah so right, it was right. in the basement of that. And, uh, yeah, it would just, like, shows would start at, like, 12 midnight. And people would all just, like, bring their own beer, kind of. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, just have a show. And, like, that had its own PA. And, like, they would move the records to the side. And, every, like, yeah. It was, it was really great. It was, like, formative years of my music life mm-hmm. so. that's so interesting yeah i i didn't start going to, to shows until i was old enough to go to a bar uh i think i did a few all ages i remember i think it, i don't know if it's still around but the purple room like no yeah, pur- oh is it no was it, it, the, it was the purple something yeah purple, yeah, purple room, room was uh in yeah it's was it in, like around the, like across from hot k in the yeah, yeah 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 i remember there because you'd go yeah the back so door. yeah that was a that was an all ages place yeah. same with uh ne- negative space if you remember that yeah was yeah. uh i think yeah yeah so yeah we played like shows at, in those places and then like rag pickers was one um right. upstairs of rag pickers also like the albert was essentially uh, all ages. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't mean to drag anyone through the mud on that one, but well, yeah, they're everyone, closed again for exactly. The, uh, yeah. So everyone, so. everyone knows that we all know. Yeah, we all we all know what <laughs> yeah. happens. There. Yeah. We don't. Um, it seems like because those were gems of spots, but all obviously all of those are gone now. Mm-hmm. Bulldog Pizza is that? That's an all ages venue, right? I, I think I have no idea. I, I, I have no idea. No, I haven't played there and i haven't made it to a show there actually which uh, that's surprising actually i feel like that's kind of your jam a bit yeah yeah Yeah, that's (laughs) that's surprising but yeah so there's like um music or into the music has started to do shows and they are all ages Mm -hmm. i just saw a show there like a couple sundays ago that was on like whip and kuroshi played yeah two punk bands and they're like children there like oh that's really cool people brought their kids that's so yeah, cool. it was yeah, cool. It was really also cool. very weird to be at a punk show when the sun was still up. That was very bizarre. But it was good. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah. Not a late night. And, um, you work in Juniper Bush. Yes. How did you get involved? Work? Did you say work in? My, my, yeah, I, you work. I, I yeah. work yeah, in. I work. work. I do yeah. work in the band, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. You could say it like that. The business um, end of things. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, Juniper Bush, um, I was playing guitar in a band named Pain Cave when I had come back from doing like stuff in the army i was in the army for a couple of years well so uh i was i came back and that was like after i had played drums in like every single band that i played in and it was like getting to be quite a lot and i'm like i will play in this band but i will not play the drums and my friend was like okay cool uh what do you want to play <laughs> i'm yeah. like guitar he's like okay like 
knowing very well that I don't know much about guitar, he's like, you're going to need to buy a guitar. I'm like, okay, that's understandable. Yeah. And then, so yeah, I like <laughs> taught, like I taught myself by learning the songs that he had written. And it was like, I don't know any songs. Like I've never played a cover. I've never had a guitar lesson. Well, like, I don't know, like Iron Man. Like, I don't know what... Smoke like, on the water? Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. like I, I'm sure I could figure it out, but, like, yeah, that was already, like, quite, like, 2010, maybe? Mm-hmm. Or 2011, something like that? So, yeah, that's been a while ago, but I just kind of never really... I feel like I skipped a lot of steps <laughs> in learning how to play guitar. Yeah. And then... It's interesting that the more people that we talk to, like, that's actually not the case. Yeah. Like, even we had Lizzie in here yeah. that was, like... I kind of, like, don't remember what the song is, and I kind of, like, yeah. play it until it's ingrained, and then I forget after yeah. I play it, like a like a history test or right. something. Yeah. Like, I, I so honestly, like, don't know how to play the guitar. Like, I know how to play the guitar. Like, I have <laughs> rhythm from playing drums, yeah. but, yeah. like, I don't know, like, how the strings really relate to each other. Record theory and I all that. I don't know, yeah. Yeah. like, scales. Right. I don't know anything, like, so if someone's like, take a guitar solo, like, if I went to a jam night, like, we'd be so screwed, it'd be, like, the worst <laughs> thing you've ever heard, because I don't, just like, I don't know, yeah, I don't have any Go play idea. the drums? Yeah, so, Shake which is, up. like, <laughs> go for Phil. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, yeah, so Lizzie and I are kind of in the same boat there, which is weird to have a band where two of the people, like, genuinely don't really understand the instruments that they play, but kind of know enough about what the song should sound like and what we're going for to kind of... Well, like, enough practice to put it together, right? right? Right. Like, kind of, yeah, make... And, like, we each have our own, like, approach to it, so I know what she's gonna do for the most part, even though I don't, like, know, know, like, why she's doing it, because I don't know theory. So, yeah. But anyway, so we... I met Danny and Kyle. They were living beside my friend's house when we were playing in Pain Cave, and we'd jam in the basement there and Danny and Kyle or Danny and Misha or whatever lived in a house really close to them on Nassau there, like next door basically. So they were playing in the band named the blisters mm-hmm. and uh, we would see their shows and they started surprise party with Misha and we were already good friends with Misha. So we kind of just like went from there and we've known and liked each other's bands and played like black cloud played with Holy void a lot for like, a year and a half, I think we were, we would only play with each other's bands. <laughs> like we'd only play shows that both like our bands were on. And it was very weird, but fun. Yeah. It's so. kind of like, um, orphan in the pumps. Yeah. If you go all the way back, yeah. it's like black cloud and holy void. Like yeah. they just kind of, yeah. I try to take all the posters from like shows that I play. If I see them and I, there's a lot of black cloud, holy void shows. <laughs> I'm like, Whoa. Yeah, people must have been sick of that. <laughs> did they, well, did they come? I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Is it sounds yeah. successful. <laughs> and then, yeah, so we played their uh, mm. album, their vinyl release, like, in summer, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, Holy it, Void? It had been a while. Yeah, Holy yeah. Voids, yeah. People think I play in Holy Void. People keep asking me, oh, you're playing tonight? No. You play enough shows with them, though. Exactly, yeah. And then I play in Juniper shows. Bush, which is, like, half of Holy Void, and then, like, myself playing with like Danny Kyle and Lizzie and it's like people just honestly people don't know. me too yeah, I really those either. lines are so blurred between who's in what band that I just don't remember and like that's what it was like when I was playing in four bands with drums it was like that 
Right. It would be like the difference between like, oh yeah, surprise party, holy void, Juniper Bush, and Blackcloud are playing a show. Like, what's the difference? It's like not <laughs> much. Not like the bands are different, right. but like they're the same. Like just can... fifteen people. Yeah, it's kind of just like playing like Super Mario with like four yeah. remotes and five people, and yeah, you just exactly. kind of pass them around. And <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, this is a different band. Now. Yeah, completely different band. Why? Because this guy's playing guitar. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, have other jam sessions with other members kind of come about just naturally? Yeah, that I many think shows? like like generally, is yeah, we know what coming? we know what each person is you know capable of doing and like what would be a good fit for so-and-so band and stuff like that. So, yeah, Has anyone ever, like, brought um, a song to the band and be like, no, I don't like it, and then they just bring it to a different one? Ooh. <laughs> oh, well, that's uh, interesting. That is an interesting... I don't... Just I like, think, hey, can yeah. you play this? No. Okay, so, well, I know this guy can, so I'm just going to take it to the other I th- band. I think in Juniper Bush, Danny... <laughs> Danny wrote a song called Waiting by the Water, which is, like, one of our newer songs, and I think he tried to use that as a Holy Void song. I'm not sure, though, but he was playing it for his girlfriend, Rachel, and she was like, this song is so boring. <laughs> like, I guess he was just playing it, like, by himself, like, singing the parts, and she was like, this song is so boring. And uh, It's one of my favorite songs <laughs> that, we, that we play, and, yeah. So, I don't know. I think, like, when I write a part, I know... I won't sit down to write a Black Cloud part or, like, write a Juniper Bush part, but, like, when I'm playing a part, I know what band that that would fit best. Mm-hmm. But maybe if the bands were more similar, it would be harder. Lines, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, the lines would be blurred a little bit. That's, That's interesting. so interesting. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's been like, oh, this part rocks, but not for this band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. So, still playing guitar, like, are you still constantly trying to learn a little bit more? I actually don't try to learn anything about guitar. Um, <laughs> actively try to not learn. Like, I don't look up videos about, like how to do anything because I really immersed myself in playing the drums when I was like very young and like it was like everything that I would like every waking hour of my life was about like consuming techniques and like learning different things and like I would take drum lessons like every once in a while and then like it just kind of got boring so I hit like a thing where I'm like oh I never like really like, it's not mysterious. And in guitar, it's like, when I change chords, it's an absolute mystery. You have no idea what's no going to happen. No idea what's going to happen. And that, to me, is, like, really exciting. Yeah. But, like, as I've just played more and more, I have, like, certain things that I do and, like, chord shapes that I know. And I know where things are on the guitar just by, like, playing it so much. So I try to learn as little as I can, actually. That's a good Which is the theory. opposite of normal... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, how do you remember a song? If you uh, don't actually know, like, it goes G, C, D or something. Well, like, I know those chords. Like, Great. I know, like, yeah, I know, like, <laughs> generally. But, like, I don't, like, think about it like that. I just kind of know, like, the frets. I know, like, that I play mostly bar chords for everything, so it's pretty easy mm-hmm. in that regard. And we practice it a lot, and I have always, like, learned better from ear. But, so, yeah, it, it's usually... It was it was hard at the beginning of Juniper Bush because I never played like lead guitar, so I was like trying to think like outside the box and how to write like a lead part. And, like still don't really know, but I kind of <laughs> have this thing that I do that it's just gonna be like the way it is now. I don't know. That's very vague. It's so interesting though, 
That's so fascinating. And it really, like, puts your... I wouldn't have known that, you know? Like, yeah. it really puts mm-hmm. you in, like, this perspective of, like, every time you're watching a band, like, do they have any idea what they're doing? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. So now... So uh, if you watch Odd Outfit, the answer is yes. Yes, yeah. Odd Outfit, Odd definitely, <laughs> we all know what we're doing. Like, I'm the, I'm the worst member of Odd Outfit, which is very fun, because I had always been, like... Like, I don't mean to sound like arrogant but like i'd no, always been like told us how much time i was always been like drums. the best member at their instrument like playing in hardcore bands like metal bands because you have to like you your drummer has to be good in those genres where the guitars and like the vocals for certainly and the bass doesn't even really have to exist like it can be like really sloppy but the drums have to be like like consistent mm-hmm. so the drummers in all of like those hardcore bands are good right they're all good drummers they could play like in any rock band. They could play like a lot of different stuff. Whereas like the guitar players definitely might not. Like some of them are very good, but so yeah. In odd outfit, everyone else is like almost like been to school for it at some point to do music and or are currently or are a piano teacher. Like, or yeah, Graham, or like, like Graham's case, like that's his job is like piano teacher. Right, it's, and like, now very like... good. Like I don't teach drums. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, the, everyone in that band is, yeah, either went to school or has, like, music as a profession, yeah, essentially, right. right? Yeah, and then there's me, which is fun, because I get to learn a lot from them, just by osmosis, kind of. Mm-hmm. How yeah. different is an odd outfit practice from, like, a like a Juniper Bush practice, in uh, terms of structure, maybe? So they talk a lot of theory in odd outfit, and, like, yeah, like, full like parts like they have all like the chord they know all the chords and like all the harmonies that go with it and stuff like that but uh generally our structure is like not that different Mm -hmm. it's just a lot more like there's a lot more going on everyone's playing a separate thing no one's really ever playing the same thing and it's it's a little bit more improvised like in there like the like yeah i don't know but it's generally like for for me playing drums it's fairly structured it used to not be so structured like there used to be like builds that we would get to and we would hit points to then like go to a different part Mm -hmm. um kind of like more like a jam band but since we've added vocals rather than trumpet it's been more structured which i think is like just as fun because you get to work within a framework Mm -hmm. and kind of be creative within the framework and you're still the one making the framework so it's not limiting if you say like oh this show we're gonna do like this four times instead of two times or eight times instead of four times. Something like that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I've got one more question. Yeah, yes. go for Do it. Do one more question after? Maybe. Cool. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's open-ended. Um, what's your favorite, like of all the bands you're in and maybe all the bands you've been in, what's your favorite song to play and why? My favorite? Hmm. Interesting. It could be one that you wrote, maybe one that somebody else wrote. Get shady. Pick your favorites. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So right now, this might be because it's probably like the newest song, but we have been ending Juniper Bush's set with the song that Danny wrote called How, which is really good. I think it's really a good song. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you picked, I guess, a song that you play guitar on. As yeah. Well. Yeah. I kind of figured it would be yeah. And then, I don't know, there's been a... There was a song that was like, it was like maybe 10 seconds long and my 
band Stillbirth that I played drums in that was like just playing the fastest like blast beats that I possibly could. That one was always fun. It's like a right in the middle of the set, so it was like extra challenging for some reason. Mm-hmm. So that one was always fun. I don't remember the name of it though. It was ten seconds long. Yeah, <laughs> the funnest song. Is yeah, the it, yeah, because it was like a. It's endur- not a transition. It was, it's a full song. Yeah, it was yeah. like an endurance test kind of, and it was always yeah. I just yeah, it, it, that song was really fun. Uh, I liked playing a song named "The Wall" that my friend Nick wrote in Pain Cave. It was like all bar chords for like five and a half minutes. Nice. Which was like, I just learned how to play guitar and like my hand is killing me. And it was like, but it was fun. It was like a really kind of slow, like psychedelic shoegazy song. It was, it was a lot of fun. I like that song. Mm-hmm. Usually the ones that end sets, I guess. I yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. You try to pick like the one that kind of devolves into chaos a lot. Same with Black Cloud does the same thing. Like we usually end with a song called Heaven's Gate, which is like gets really crazy and you'd twist a bunch of your pedal knobs and stuff and it just sounds like absolute nothing mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh so how does your this will be my last question how does your awareness of like your stage presence change when you're not in a seat like when you're in drums you have like one place to be and that is there but when yeah. you're playing guitar that's a completely different char- like character i want to say but yeah i hmm, yeah it's interesting i don't really like move I have to look at the guitar or I'll just start playing nothing, basically. <laughs> so I can't not look at the guitar. Like, I see lots of people, like, have their eyes closed. <sighs> can't do that. <laughs> so that's not an option. So, yeah, I usually just, like, look at the guitar, like, if there are parts. Yeah, I don't know. So I kind of have to stay in one spot. I have to click a lot of pedals when I play guitar because I make up for lack of ability with things that make noise and mm-hmm. sound cool which I think is very smart of me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I just kind of moved back and forth. But, like, I don't know. Like, we played Rainbow Trout. I think our stage, or my stage presence, was more than it had normally been. I don't know. It really depends on, like, I guess the atmosphere of the crowd as well. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you play for nobody, and it's hard to, like, you know... (laughs) Get all hyped up. Get all hyped up, yeah. yeah. And then sometimes it's, like, a lot of people and they want to see something cool. It'll, like, make them get into it rather than just, you know, band making a lot of noise. So, yeah. I don't know. It, it helps, like, when all the other members are into it as well. So I looked over and Danny was, like, kicking his bass at one point. And I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, this is good. So, yeah. Yeah. Good to have some, like, lead characters in yeah. your performances. Just like, oh. Yeah. This is a thing that we're doing. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like okay, yeah. That's like, and Juniper Bush shows I saw something where there was like people were grappling or something. On oh yeah, okay, so we can end on this story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was at the Park Theater, and we we're playing uh, someone's album release show, and we dressed up in like corpse paint, like black metal makeup, and like all wore like black and had like fake blood everywhere, and. Uh, Lizzie didn't tell us. She just said, oh, yeah, I have something planned. Uh, we were like, okay, well, whatever. And then, like, she had she had got this... I am just playing this song, and this person is being walked on a leash in, a, like, a all-black bodysuit, like, walked on a leash, like, across the stage. I'm like, okay, well, this must be, like, what, the planned? part she's planned. And then the, uh, the rest of it was, like, that person was, like, 
like tackled her to the ground and they're like wrestling on the ground. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what's happening. She's supposed to be doing vocals and stuff. I'm like, okay, we'll just keep going on this part until this kind of resolves itself. Yeah. And, but yeah, I was like, it very, must have been really hard to look at your guitar while that's yeah, happening. I was like, in front of you. Yeah. And like, yeah. So it was really funny. And everyone's like, wow, that was crazy. Like, did you guys plan that? I'm like, well, I sure didn't. <laughs> yeah. I don't You knew know. the gist of it. Yeah. I was like, I know that there was something planned. I had no idea what was going to happen. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I was like, yeah, it was very, it was very weird, but it was very funny. Like, I think, like, that kind of stuff really gets people, like, I don't want to <laughs> say, like, hey, everyone should be in danger at a show. Like, I'm not a maniac. But, right. like, I think there should be a little bit of more of, like, a sense of, like, danger or, like... Unpredictability. Of, like, unpredictability yeah. or, like, yeah. yeah, kind of, like, a grandiosity or, like, theatrics involved that kind of blend the... Or, like, kind of muddy the waters between, like, the people, like, that are there and, like, the people that are performing... Mm-hmm. Because like right. like the people that are there can be used as part of the performance as well. Yeah, so, they like, were just as shocked as you were yeah, in the audience, exactly. which yeah. I guess is like a really interesting dynamic. Yeah. Because if there was no point in if yeah. the show was just them playing the songs, and I'd stay home. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You can listen. Yeah, you can listen, listen to, to the CD, the CD or the which records, is probably a lot yeah. cleaner, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and I think a lot of that like outlook for me comes from playing like punk bands where like the singer will play like in the audience, and like grab people from the audience and people from the audience will like tackle the singer and like take his microphone and sing the songs because mm-hmm. they know the words and stuff so it's like blend like you're all there to participate right not just to sit there and watch yeah mm-hmm. and that's a huge Which bigger is, thing yeah. in the punk community yeah. One, i never knew that happened and then i went to a punk show at the park theater and i saw people would come on stage yeah. take the mic from the singer and then the singer would like, like walk push the him blank him yeah Push yeah, him. yeah, you just, just like push him or kick him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That literally yeah, push or normal. kick, yeah. like yeah, so, right in the butt. Boom. Yeah, someone <laughs> someone like jumped on stage at a Black Cloud show at. We don't have vocals, so it's <laughs> <laughs> someone just yeah, jumping on stage. Yeah, no, like on. the mics are off. Like there's only one <laughs> mic, and then so like they didn't really like go for like I'm like oh yeah I've been like been here before like people jump on stage and I like kick them off the stage and everyone's like what the hell are you doing I'm like oh my god I'm so sorry yeah <laughs> yeah I was like I thought that's what was happening yeah, yeah. he wanted to be yeah kicked that's off. like yeah. well yeah you go on stage like you understand what's like you're not in the band you have to know you're not in the band <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But maybe he was trying he's like you know what yeah. Black Cloud needs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna lay down a verse. Yeah, then. people like, do that all the time. They're like, "Oh, have you ever thought of putting vocals in the band?" I'm of like, course we have. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, we oh, forgot our vocalist. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Like, yes, like all my other bands have. Like all my other bands have had vocalists. Yeah. All the other bands I'm currently in have vocalists. Like, yes. It's just we like thought of having conscious decisions. Lizzie yeah. standing outside her house with like a microphone. Yeah. Like, like, we forgot yeah, to pick oh, me up. Not again. It's like the sixth straight, sixth straight year. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That's awesome. Yeah. So, okay. Thank you so much, oh, Adrian. No problem. Thank you for sharing all the stories, everything. And, and thank, thank you for, for cutting, cutting deep with us on Paper Cut Podcast. Podcast. Thanks. Thanks.